Welcome back to Teenage Survival Guide, your ultimate guide to relationships, trends, and the daily struggles of high school. I'm Julia Grenoble. I'm Caroline Gloss. I'm Ava Shepard. I'm Mallory Gillespie. And I'm Maddie Smith. And today's episode will be part two of our mental health long-form podcast. Um, This episode, we interviewed Mrs. Bean, who's kind of like the social-emotional learning leader of our school. Um, So we'll go ahead and play the interview now. So what is your position at Hershey High School in terms of social-emotional learning? I am the social-emotional learning coach, and as a new position, it's been evolving as the school year goes around. I have been working with students who are having some difficulty with mental health and with executive functioning and managing uh, their behaviors in order to be successful in the classroom. Why did Hershey start doing SEL this year? We have a district-wide initiative to work uh, social emotional learning in grades K to 12. And so this year as an instructional coach, um, I've been exploring the best ways we can do that for both staff and students. So do you think it's been like related to COVID at all or? I do. Yes, I do think uh, COVID has really given us an opportunity to change how we do things. And also has, as we know, been really challenging for people in in different amounts. And so coming back into this school year, We've all suffered some amount of trauma, even if it's just in not really knowing what the next day holds. And so being able to be in this position and help both adults and kids transition back into school life has been really valuable, I think. Alrighty, so why do you think um, so many students are struggling with mental health this year, like especially this year? And But in general, what do you think they kind of struggle with here at Hershey from like a teacher viewpoint? Um, over my years, I have seen a lot more anxiety in students and adults alike and I think that there are lots of reasons for this to have happened but um, in my personal opinion since COVID we had a lot of loneliness and being at home and being without our our structure and our support systems has been hard for everyone um, for kids and for adults and I think that that is really just COVID's given us time to stop and think about how we might want to proceed in the future to be able to build um, successful students. What are some signs that like teachers can look out for in students or like what have you personally experienced that like you're like okay they might be struggling with someone something like let me see how I can help them out. I think a lot of times we see students who are struggling avoid classes and uh, we've seen a lot of avoidance behaviors this year and I think that's really um, due to the fact that we've had a hard time transitioning back into a school structure where we have to be certain places at certain times and don't quite have the flexibility that we've been used to in the last year and a half and so that's been hard as we come back even just um, sensory things where people will say the lights are so bright, it's so crowded in my classroom, I'm feeling overwhelmed with the situation, and then that can take a toll on us mentally. And so it's been hard, even for all people, to go back into social situations and just have so many people around us. And um, being in large large rooms has seemed to be tricky for kids, the cafeteria this year, um, and so it's been hard. I sometimes equate it to being out of shape for school, yeah. where even the grownups too, we were out of shape um, in, what it takes for us to function throughout an entire school day and it takes a little bit of retraining um to get back to where we might have been pre-covid yeah so it's almost like a social awkwardness kind of thing and then they feel like isolated alone Mm -hmm. 
Um, what are some resources you would recommend for students who are like struggling with depression in general, like anxiety and other mental? That's a really good question. I think one of the most important things is that we know we're not alone in this because when we are feeling um, uncomfortable emotions, sometimes we think we're the first person to ever experience this. And so the number one thing we can do is to talk about it, to find someone we trust. Uh, if it's a trusted adult, uh, family member, or a person at school, because when we are able to talk about things, we it loses its power. Um, when things are kind of our own private secret, they can feel very overwhelming, but when we can get it out into the open. When there's like a stigma around the yeah, mental health, exactly. there's like yeah. less talking about it, less ability to like kind of overcome that. And there's always been a stigma about mental health, and I'm really hopeful that your generation will be the one to break that, yeah. where we can just equate mental health uh, with physical health. If I have a broken arm, I'm gonna go to the doctor. I'm right. not gonna tell somebody to suck it up. You right. know, think positive thoughts. Right. So having the um, the ability to find mental health professionals. I know right now there are waiting lists that are a mile long yeah. uh, for people who want to get help. And so asking for help is the most important first step. Yeah. How do you think, um, in general, like positively or negatively school affects mental health? Like someone who's already struggling, someone who's already anxious, like depressed, other kinds of things like that, like eating disorders, how do you think school affects that? It could be positive or negative. I think it's both. Um, I think one of the positive things about school is that it has a structure and humans exist better within a structure mm -hmm. where we have boundaries and we have expectations and we know what comes next. So One step at a time. Yeah, exactly. One yeah. step at a time. And so knowing that like, I'm going to come to school, I'm going to go to this class, this class, this class, you know, that, that structure does help people, but also it can be overwhelming. And so one of the benefits of being in a school structure is that we have resources. We yeah. have people who can help us. We have, um, access to mental health here that's school-based. Mm -hmm. And so that can help to some, sometimes circumvent the long waits that might be in a private practice if someone needs to speak to a counselor. Um, but I do think that acknowledging that mental health is a real uh, crisis for kids in our country and for adults. And the more we can talk about it, the less shame there will be attached to it and the, the more we can help. Because sometimes, especially even in school, I feel like it's like looked down upon when like students need to take a break from like the classroom or like schoolwork or anything for those mental health reasons. But if like someone has like a concussion or a broken arm or something, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. go ahead, we'll make the work up. Yeah. So I think that's probably a big thing as well. Yeah, it totally is. And I think that's just a societal change that needs to shift worldwide where we are taking mental health as seriously as we're taking physical health and that we are accessing the professionals that we need. Okay, so definitely a lot to unpack from that interview. She had a lot of really good insight from a teacher's perspective, and especially her position here at the high school. What was something that like stood out to you guys that she said? Well, I mean, to me personally, like obviously, like the main kind of things she hit were like COVID resources, how school affects us, things like that. But personally, I feel like the resources one kind of stood out because I feel like a lot of times, if any of us are like having a bad day or just like a bad week or something like that like there aren't a whole lot of resources that at least we know of to like 
better ourselves in dealing with that like I feel like a lot of people would love to go down and just like be able to talk with Mrs. Bean like I feel like there should be more of her you yeah know like saying? people don't even know that that's available that that's not that's an option yeah because I think also like our guidance counselors are extremely overwhelmed with like administrative yeah. type things that like we don't want to bother them right. so I feel like if there were more of her like we would totally be willing to go down and be like I just need to like sit here for a minute or talk to someone and, for like, a, minute. a minute yeah, yeah. No, and that's another thing. I feel like so many times, at least the way that I personally, like, deal with things, I'm not going to, like, put myself out there to someone. So, like, I feel like that's the case for so many kids. And if we don't give people like Mrs. Bean the opportunity to help us, like, they can't help us. That's the thing. And that goes back to, like, the whole stigma thing where we don't feel really comfortable about it. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on that she talked about was like the anxiety of coming back to school after COVID and I think a really common misconception that like parents or adults or just like teachers even could have is that they kind of think that all the students who were home and doing online and have like all all of our classes are online and everything um, were kind of spoiled in a sense and that we should we should be like grateful to go back or it shouldn't be hard because like they had to deal with going to school as kids and we need to just get used to it because like that's the real world but they need to understand and I think all people need to understand that like anxiety of just being in public is like an extremely common thing and especially like being at school for like eight hours a day away from your home especially after you've gotten used to a routine where like it fits your schedule perfectly at home and I think a lot of people kind of like found that routine through COVID and then they were forced to just go back to the same structure of every single other person and it's been a, like a process for every student to get back to that and it's harder than it seems. I think like to add on to that it's like a di it's a completely different change in expectation you know yeah. like we were at home and it was you do your work you get it done and then you're done for the day pretty much and now it's like we have the structure of going to every class having to pay attention in every class dealing with the different expectations of different teachers it's just a lot different especially for those who are like high functioning at home like I did yeah. really well at home because I really enjoyed being able to like get all my work done and then be like done for the day but then like some kids really do need the structure of being at school so it's just like a like you said it's just a really big change in expectations I think another thing that um, some adults aren't taking into consideration that as the years with COVID passed, we did get older and we did have to move on forwards to like, like harder grades. Yeah. So from going from freshman year, half a year to online until the start of junior year, which junior year is like the biggest year yeah. for AP classes and um, SATs, ACTs, all of those things, it's very hard to like adjust how to learn when you don't you've never learned like subjects or topics or yeah. like, criteria like that difficult because you're still on like the last time you went to school was when you were 15 and you're going back like with the, the hardest you grade have to, like now. adapt to the hardest grade and everything right and the uh, like I feel like the school and like the administration sees so much like acting out this year yeah but it's literally because like people are socially awkward yeah like they do not know how to act like we were in isolation for so long and then we had the option to go back to school which most people did not take yeah and then we went on our summer and did whatever we just saw the people that who we specifically like wanted to see and then we went like right back into school which is like it's just such a big transition 
especially after like all that time at home or like only seeing the people that you want to see. So I feel like part of that needs to be an understanding from the teachers and the administration and everything. I feel like there's like so much like pressure coming from not all teachers, but certain teachers where they think that we can just like jump back into the routine and be these perfect little A plus students when that's just not the case. Like we don't remember how to like study, go home, do homework and like then go get up and do it the next day. Yeah. And kind of going off what you said, Mal, like we've had so many schedule changes, like even last year when like if you did come back to school, there were times that like everyone had to stay home. It would go virtual. You would have to get quarantined for being a close contact. Like there was this fluctuation in when you were in school and it made it really hard to like stay focused and like stay like on track because of all that and I know Ava just talked about coming into junior year but we're seniors now so like we had to jump right into like college stuff college applications ending our high school exactly before they even started like what Ava didn't even get a start of high school really like she got half a year we got one year and then it was like kind of thrown all this stuff and we're expected to be better than everyone that was before us it's just not fair Yeah, I think another thing is that they, and when I say they, I mean like teachers or just like adults in general, kind of forget or seem to overlook the fact that COVID hit like teenagers and people in high school during like the most like crucial time of our lives for like learning and learning people skills, learning to go out. Literally cognitive skills. Yeah, like (laughs) like, like, people took like speech and debate to like learn how to talk to people and important skills they'll need for life. And that just kind of got like cut out like it just and then we were supposed to just go back and like apparently like have those skills now like it was a crucial part of like our like brains developing and it was just kind of like a huge skip in our education and just like people skills in general and being in public and I think that's kind of overlooked and it it needs to be like we kind of need to figure out how to make up for that time and help students instead of just expecting them to be perfect yeah and I feel like then again like we missed so much of those like crucial learning years like especially for us like junior year like Ava said is like the most important year and we did that online for the most part and we all know what online learning looks like like we'll try our best to get our work done but like you're not really being tested on material and learning that material and then we come back and I think this is where all the like mental health problems from COVID stem is that like we come back and we feel like defeated because we we want to know this stuff but we just don't and that's where people like we all have such high expectations of ourselves where that's where that anxiety of like grades and like being able to maintain like friendships relationships like sports still like being thrown into all that on top of already like ambitious people who want to succeed is just really hard yeah definitely let like just to connect like kind of what you said to what one of mrs bean's point was was that um she said there was like a lot of avoidance of classes and i think like a lot of that like anxiety of performance and depression of like feeling like i want to know this but i just don't because i wasn't instructed like to the best of my capabilities that then that anxiety builds up to the point where you're just like i just don't want to go it's like a breaking point yeah. yeah It, like, to some point, it kind of feels like we were in, like, a coma for two years, and then we just got out of it, and they expect us to, like, know exactly what's going on, and I think that, I I just think that 
all adults, especially teachers, should be a little more understanding and just kind of give students the benefit of the doubt that some slack, maybe. Yeah, some <laughs> slack. That just like we're trying, even if it doesn't seem like we are and we're acting out, we're trying. And it's just, I feel like we missed out on so many social opportunities too that now, at least for me, and I know it is for a lot of other people too. I would so much rather go out and do something with my friends or go to a sporting event than stay home and study for a test. Like, and I know that's like not really very studious of me, but like I missed out on, like I I missed out on so many opportunities of like social events and school events and everything that my priorities just kind of shifted. Like, obviously I still want to do well in school and everything, but when it comes down to it, I'm like, let me just go have some fun in case god forbid something like this happens again yeah exactly no i definitely agree with you mallory um but yeah i just wanted to like hop in there because i know caroline was talking about like avoidance of class and like me firsthand like i know that 100 percent. like my attendance everyone knows like i'm not at school very often and just because it is really hard for me and i just um like, I get it, and I get what Miss Bean is saying about all that stuff, because it is overwhelming, and I think a lot of people don't get that. Like, they'll, like, pass it off on me or, like, say that I just, like, don't come because I don't care. It's just because I genuinely can't handle it sometimes and, because like, of everything. And, you your work done and everything. Yeah. You're just in the comfort of your own home. Exactly, which I'm used to, and I feel like it's rough because why is that looked down upon when we literally had to do that for like two years yeah I think that needs to be normalized like Maddie found a schedule that works for her and that's how she can like stay on track and still get her work done and like that's what works best for her and that needs to be normalized that like other students find that for them so that they're not at school like pretty much wasting time when they could be bettering themselves and doing other stuff like that um I also just kind of wanted to add that like I, it does kind of sound like we're putting a lot of this on the like adults of the school, but I also think it's extremely important for the students to be, to be communicating their needs to the school because like obviously like we're just re- receiving this like SEL education and like our regular academic education from our teachers, but like a big part of that is like they need feedback and they need they need us to communicate they need us to communicate our needs like if we're saying that like we feel overwhelmed overstimulated like anything like that like we have to they can't read our minds they need to be able we need to be able to communicate that with them and I think that's a really crucial part because I also think that there's like a little bit of like a social like stigma stigma of like sharing your needs and like talking to teachers about that because we looked it's looked upon as like weird and things like that but But that's how things are going to change yeah change is only going to be made if you communicate what you need right exactly and yeah it's not like we're trying to like beat down on the adults at the high school like there are some really really good ones that have helped like me out a lot i'm sure most of you too um but there is like some form of us as students who are struggling need to communicate to teachers the issue becomes where when we are communicating to teachers and like asking for like julia said some slack and then we're not really getting that because it's like no you have to be this perfect a plus student like that just builds up the whole anxiety and eventually a shutdown i was just gonna say like i think like another piece of not necessarily like advice but like something for the administration is to kind of deal with things on a student by student basis because I think a lot of times like some of the rules that they're 
enforcing upon like the student body is more for like students more for like students who are acting out but don't care about the consequences yeah it's too the consequences are being and like the expectations and everything is being generalized among what how many students are in the school like 1300 yeah and they need to realize that every student is different. Every student's Has mental health needs. is different. Yeah. I feel like everything's looked, um, I feel like everything's looked at as so superficial, like we were saying. And going back to kind of what Mrs. Bean was saying about the physical versus mental harm, um, if this is kind of just like a message out there, if someone has like a broken arm like mrs bean was saying and i talked to her a little bit about this in the interview because i thought it was a really good point we're not gonna force them to sit in there and write with their broken arm in school but if someone is like genuinely mentally ill and feels as though they cannot complete their assignment like where they're like all right suck it up like let's get it together um and i think with this whole like generalization thing i think it's a really good point um that we are like the kids who when you reach a certain point of anxiety or depression the kids who are getting these consequences that are walking in the hallways without a pass like they do not care like that is the least of their worries and for the rest of the kids we're like getting punished for basically no reason you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating. But that's a way to connect, like, mental health to things currently going on in school. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so that's all we have today on part two of our mental health podcast. Um, we hope you guys like this kind of, like, different format of the interview. Um, let us know on the Instagram. And we will be continuing this series probably with an interview of a student and their personal experiences of mental health. So um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.